You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 90. Could Disney Plus spell the end of the MCU? This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 90 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. So today, Marvel has released uh, their movie schedule, including some yet unnamed uh, Marvel movies. I have dipped my toe all the way to my neck in the streaming wars, and I've watched (laughs) a bunch of shows we're going to talk about. We're also going to talk about The Walking Dead because we've got two episodes to cover today. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, some people out there might be asking, did we hear the comments that Elizabeth Banks made recently? Yes, we heard them. Okay, now on to Marvel, the Marvel movie schedule. So uh, they they just released uh, the fact that uh, that uh, Marvel is has got everything down to 2023 at this point. Okay, which makes me feel really old because right in the middle of this, I'm going to be eligible for retirement from oh. my day job. <laughs> so, but I'll have something to do. Obviously, the ones that we know about already, of course, is on May 1st, 2020, Black Widow. Uh, now R rated. Uh, yeah, there we go. Marvel. Now, there's a rumor going around. And, you know, take this with a grain of salt, because, again, I, I call this a rumor. But they're thinking we may see our first trailer for Black Widow December 3rd. Okay. That's the rumor. That, is that coming with a movie premiere? Or? I, I would think so. I'm mm-hmm. not exactly sure where. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's there's going to be a big movie opening. I, I, I think it's Frozen? too- Maybe that okay. might that might be it. Uh, Frozen two, forgive me. Frozen, yeah. There you go. Because <laughs> uh, it's too early for Star Wars, Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be somewhere around. So we should be seeing. Uh, if the rumor is true, we should see a trailer here sometime soon. And of course, after that, November sixth, twenty twenty, we get the Eternals. And at February the twenty first, twenty twenty one, we get Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Then May the 7th, 2021, we get Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Madness. Then July 16th, 2021, Spider-Man, the Far From Home sequel, whatever whatever they're going to call that. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet. Back home. I don't know. Yeah. Homecoming, Far From Home. Coming home. Uh, coming home. Take me home, country roads. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, there's a rumor going on about the, the Spider-Man movie is that anybody who walked out uh, during the credits and didn't see the, the end credits scene, uh, I'm going to spoil it for you, but it's a big deal. It wasn't just a little minor thing, but the world now knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And the rumor has it that he's going to need a lawyer, and that lawyer is going to be Matt Murdock, Murdoch. uh-huh. played by Charlie Cox. So from from the Netflix yes. universe. Of so we MCU. will, yeah, he will be okay. back. So mm-hmm. there's been rumors of them bringing in a lot of the Netflix characters into to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and... Like I said, the main rumor right now is that we, we'll see Charlie Cox in the new Spider-Man movie, which I, I can't wait for mm-hmm. sure. We'll, but we'll see if that happens. Again, that's, that's a rumor. He'll also need a publicist. <laughs> True enough. After the, um, November the 5th, 2021, we get Thor, Love and Thunder. May 6th, 2022, we get Black Panther 2. Now, after that, we don't know what movies will be coming out, but we do know they'll be coming out. 
October the 7th, 2022, February 17th, 2023, May 5th, 2023, July 18th, 2023, and November 3rd, 2023. So what that means is instead of getting two Marvel movies a year in 2023, we're going to get four. Hmm. And all these are big theater releases, nothing, you know, on their small, on Disney Plus or anything. No, these are all, these are all the big screen movies. Now we already, we've talked about the schedule they've had, or at least what they've released so far, as far as the television side of things. Mm -hmm. WandaVision and... Right. And yeah, and and all that. So, I mean, we don't have solid dates for everything yet, but we do know that we should be seeing that in in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit of Screaming War stuff. Before uh, before we get into what I w- have been watching the, for the last week or so, things are fired up with Netflix. They have just penned a deal with Nickelodeon to do original content. And, wow. And ex- huh. now, now, they've already started doing stuff already with uh, Invader Zim and things like that, and mm-hmm. apparently they're going to develop more. Oh, yeah, they did the Rocco's Modern Life one. Yes, they yeah. did that also. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Apparently, we're going to get more of that as well as other characters. Um, they're going to be doing uh, one-offs and series and all of that. So they're, they've been basically hedging their bets, getting more content. But because, of course, you know, with this, content is king. And so they're mm-hmm. trying to develop more content. Now, what's strange, of course, we're, we're recording on Thursday. Today, something weird happened. Netflix was down for two hours. What? Completely down. Hmm. gone not just in the united states but all over the world something happened to their servers and it didn't affect apparent everybody i guess mm-hmm. it was it, it varied from user to user but for the majority of the people on on netflix uh, they were just couldn't use it they couldn't access the website so Weird. Uh, there's not uh, there's no news right now what exactly happened uh-huh. i suspect that uh they were they're changing up their programming and by programming, I mean the code on the site because they're wanting to add new features. And one of them, which you may have heard of that's been rather controversial, is they're setting it up so that you can watch a movie at 1.5 times its normal speed. Did you hear about this? Why would you want to do that? Because you'll get done with the movie faster or the TV show faster. Now, of course, what you hmm. do is you turn the tone down so that the voices sound normal. They don't go, you know... Like the chipmunks. They, yeah, they yeah. don't go chipmunks. It'll sound normal. Uh, it'll just go by faster. So if you want to binge watch something, again, wow. you know... Exactly. You know, hmm. a 30-minute show would take, you know, 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't what- lie. There are some uh, Walking Dead episodes, you know... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> where where I have fast forwarded, you know, so hey, now Mandy, maybe, but uh, Mandy, fast zombies suck, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just gonna make them faster if you do that. <laughs> but yeah, that a lot of people, especially filmmakers, are like, look, if I wanted, my, I pace my film, mm-hmm. you know, I, I my scenes come up and the speed they come up for a reason. I get that. Now, I do have to admit, though, as somebody who um, I, I have an Audible account and I listen to a lot of books, and of course, mm-hmm. books, uh, audio books, forever have been able. You've been able to speed up the right. You know, one. You know, one point twenty five, one fifty. Now, one fifty, I notice it a little bit. One twenty five, not so much as far as the the speed. But one thing about it is, once you um, once you kind of get used to it, you don't even notice it anymore. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I can I understand the art side of it. I understand why people wouldn't want to. I can as fast. well. However, you know, filmmakers look at their films as 
an all sensory experience. Right. Okay. However, there are people who can't hear, so they have to watch it with subtitles. So they don't get the inflection that the that the filmmaker was going for during this part. Yeah. There are blind people who only listen to films, so they can't see the beautiful sunset. I mean, we all have had to adapt to watch, you know, movies in our own way. Right. So that's, it's not... It may change a person's experience in in watching and observing films, but I don't think it's going to hurt yeah. uh, their experience in well, any I, way. I mean, I like I said, I, I get the under uh, you know the idea of you know you, you want the you know as creating a piece of art, you want it to be paced at the way that you've designed it. But at the same time, and I've said this before on the podcast, and I think it was like a, a couple podcasts ago, I said this. Is that you know the artist and the audience? They have a, there's a pact between them, which is an artist can create their art in any way that they choose to create it, and the audience has no business telling them how to create it. Once it's been created and it's now it becomes the property of the audience, and the artist has no say in how they view that material, what they think of that material. It belongs to them now at that point, and I think this is a, this is a similar deal, and. I think for the most part, people are just going to be, they're going to be basically fast watching a lot of television. I don't suspect that people are going to blow through movies. I mean, it's going to be an option, but I, I think for the most part, it's it's something that people who are trying to get through a series mm-hmm. and they're binge watching it and they know if they, if they speed it up, they can, they'll have time for two more episodes where they wouldn't normally and they're right. not really missing anything. They're basically getting the episode. It's just coming at them a little bit faster that's all Mm -hmm. so i mean i I definitely get i mean i see both sides of the argument for sure Mm -hmm. but let's talk a little more about streaming because i have uh i I said i was going to dive into and start and start getting streaming services and i did Uh (laughs) so we'll start with the apple plus because uh what I did was uh, I, I haven't watched everything on Apple Plus for sure, but I did want to I did want to catch first epi- uh, episodes, pilot episodes of a couple of their new shows that I knew you know would be geeky type of things to watch. Uh, and I did I did see uh, For All Mankind. We did talk about that one. That was the one where the Russians beat us to the moon. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, alternate history. Got yes, it. an alternate history. Now mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on than just that, and there was certain thing. Uh, certain things that I had forgotten about that that they really played on uh, on the on the pilot episode and thing like I said things I hadn't I knew but didn't realize that the, how much a, it would play into the episode specifically that of course the soul of America was rather tattered at the mo- at the moment because of course we were in Vietnam and some of us thought we should be there some of us thought we shouldn't be mm-hmm. and so. Beating the the Russians to the moon was something that that kind of brought us all together for that moment. Now, of course, in this situation where that didn't happen, <laughs> it's like another it's another blow to America's ego at mm-hmm. that point. And I mean, there's this wonderful scene where you have you hear Nixon in the background talking on the phone saying how upset that he was that the, that they got beat. It's like because they're going to blame you know they were going to blame it on him. It's like you know they're going to say. You know, that uh, he was the one who basically dropped the ball. You know, it's like Kennedy started it, Johnson nurtured it, and I dropped the ball at the goal line. Because basically in the show, the United States was getting ready to launch like the week after. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were like completely surprised at this point. They had no idea that the Russians were even close. They had launched a couple of uh, 
they launched satellites yeah they, a couple satellites mm-hmm. a couple of rockets but nothing as far as they could tell close enough and the you know what nasa had was a lot more advanced than what the russians had the russians basically took a chance on something that could could have went real south on them mm-hmm. but Hail mary they did a hail exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. They did a hail mary to the moon, and it paid off. Got o- lucky, wow! And it, and it paid off for them. And I found all that fascinating because you see a lot of the stuff going on in the background. There's a lot of there's a lot of interesting threads that they're starting to weave in all of this. Okay. And of course, when America finally does take their shot at the moon, there's all that pressure, and they're feeling rushed, and so things don't go off as well as they did. In history, oh, we'll just uh-huh. say. And I, I don't want to say more than that because okay. I don't want to really spoil anything. But there's, like I said, there's a lot of threads in this uh, first episode that I found really fascinating. And just the uh, certain things that that would that happened just because we lost the race to the moon that you, know, you don't really kind of think about. And then you're like, yeah, that would have happened and that would have happened, you know, and, and the whole idea of... NASA wanting Nixon to to call the the astronauts, you know, they're uh, when they land, you know, to congratulate them, and Nixon refusing to do it. He Aww. says he's never called anybody before who won a silver medal. Ooh. That was the uh-huh. line. Uh. But yeah, I, like I said, it was a. I mean, the first episode was definitely fascinating. I like I said, it was it was interesting seeing all the different threads that this thing covered, and it's not just about the space program, but. You know, women in the space program and how they were treated and, you know, uh, also something that I think is going to play more into the episode. But there but uh, Mexicans trying to cross the border was a was a threat. A, 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 a young woman who watched the, the Russians land on the moon with her mom and her mom was sick and she passes away. And now her family's trying to cross over the border. I have a mm-hmm. feeling that that little girl is going to play a part later on okay. uh, in the episode. But like I said, they're covering a lot of different things, which I, I really enjoyed. So there's only two episodes right now, but looking forward to the next one and seeing where, where they go with it. Uh, the other uh, show that I watched the pilot for was C, which was the Jason Momoa. Right, the blind. Uh, yes. In the country of the blind, yeah. Yeah, the blind. Uh, and uh, again, uh, apparently uh, this is a world, it's like hundreds of years after the plague that robbed well, it it killed um, the majority of humanity. There was only like like two million left, and everyone who was left had lost the ability to see. And so we're looking at centuries later, mm-hmm. and uh, how how society has has developed from that point, you know. And uh, so it's kind of like I said, it's like uh, it's sort of like a dystopian fantasy, because basically society worships the sun, but doesn't real but can't see it mm-hmm. so it's just like this presence mm-hmm. you know that they pray to uh but of course they've they have villainized light as you know a corruptible aspect it's like you know humanity when they could see they were evil and now that you know we can't see we're good and so that really plays on to the thing of you know there's a there's a person who had the ability to see and was persecuted and had basically had to escape Right. And we've not seen this character yet, but he he's basically in the background, you know, uh, helping out this this tribe that Jason Momoa mm-hmm. is a part of, because there's a woman who Jason uh, Jason Momoa's character has married who was pregnant with this gentleman's child, which mm-hmm. found out they had two children, and it turns out they also have the ability to see. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, at, by the pilot, nobody realizes that yet. Okay. But there was a lot of like really interesting aspects to this. One of the really the cool parts of it, there are witch hunters that go around trying to find heretics. <laughs> and uh, they're basically attacking this village because they found out that this woman, this woman who's pregnant with this heretic's child, they think it's a child at the time, you know, is in this village. And of course, the village fights back because it's not like they can just turn the woman over and the mm-hmm. child because, you know, the witch hunters feel that if once you've been touched by evil, there's no, there's no redemption. Okay, so this is like our King Herod. Yeah. Pharaoh kind of uh, killing yeah. all the, the firstborns. And- well, it's not even mm-hmm. firstborn. They would just burn the entire village to the ground and kill everybody. Huh. Mm-hmm. So uh, scorched earth policy. And we get to meet the queen, Queen Cain, and uh, an odd cat. Uh, I'm Like I said, I'm not going to mention a whole lot about it. Uh, let's just say that the way she prays is kind of, st- it's, it's, it's atypical. We'll just hmm. say that. Okay. We'll say that. I think, at, I think for the level of... Uh, uh, of uh, adult language that we use. I can't really say more to it than that. Just watch the episode and you'll find out. Uh, One of the things I really loved about it, of course, um, uh, is uh, while they are waiting, uh, while Jason Momoa's uh, troops are waiting for the witch hunters to come up the hill and attack them, they they do a version of basically a a Samoan haku, if you know what that is. You know, the chanting that they do and the- a haka. Mm-hmm. That's it. I said haku. Why mm-hmm. did I say that? Yeah, it's a haka. Haiku. That's the, haiku. That's the that's Japanese it. thing. That's mm-hmm. the Japanese thing. I'm a haka. Mm-hmm. Yes, they so I do they do a Samoan haka, which mm-hmm. even though they use some English in it, obviously. And if you've never seen one before, I mean you certainly mm-hmm. have, but I love watching videos of them on, on YouTube because they're, they're so powerful. They are. Yeah. And it feels the same way in this in this show. So mm-hmm. so we're basically left, you know, like I said, I've only seen the pilot episode of it, but uh, they've really set up a lot of things because like I said, we've we've ne- we've not seen this heretic, but we know that he is a person of means and he was able to basically um, basically helping this this tribe to escape but uh like i said we don't know much about him we don't know much about what his his ultimate goals are we just know that he has an ability that most people think really you know think is basically a curse mm-hmm. and they consider him a heretic and a, and a bad person and so so where that develops from there i guess we'll find out so Let's talk a little Disney Plus because I did happen to jump on the Disney Plus bandwagon <laughs> as well. Disney Plus, first day, 10 million subscribers right on the first day. <laughs> and it crashed the first day. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So uh, people were waiting for it for mm-hmm. sure. Now, most people watching it now, I think the main interest in content was, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the nostalgia that's playing oh, in yeah. it right now. I mean, that. A lot of the new original programming hasn't come out yet. I mean, I, I see old episodes of the Spider-Woman cartoon, which I watched when I was 12, Aww. you know, yeah. so there's a lot of that nostalgia aspect of it. But I did watch a couple of original pieces of original programming. And one of them, which which I and I said this on the podcast before, I said I would buy Disney Plus for just this. And now I feel completely justified to say it. I watched The World According to Jeff Goldblum, and yeah. there's two episodes, and I've seen both of them. Uh-huh. If you thought you loved Jeff Goldblum, you're <laughs> going to absolutely adore him after this. It's a, it's incredible. 
The first episode was about sneakers and sneaker culture. Sneaker culture. Yes. Huh. Well, you know, the fact that uh, people are buying and selling sneakers for mm-hmm. thousands of dollars yeah. and there's like custom sneakers and, you know, wear sneakers and there's conventions where people are buying sneakers and they're they're walking around with big rolls of money. Mm-hmm. They're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy these, these sneakers and... Uh, at my, uh, at my prior uh, employment, uh, sneakers were a big, you know, they were they were massive because that is the only only thing that would that would make you stand out because everyone was dressed alike. Everyone was, you know, right. wore the exact same thing, and so uh, shoes were just massive. And oh yeah, and I mean, and certainly in culture, sneakers are are a big deal. And it and uh, one of the things that. Uh, that uh, Jeff Goldblum did was he met um, someone who's he's known uh, on the street as they call him the sneaker surgeon. He makes custom sneakers, huh. uh-huh. and he made a pair of custom sneakers for so for he's Jeff. Like, Pimp my ride for shoes. Yeah, <laughs> but he can make he can make a, a pair of sneakers with any kind of fabric you can imagine. You know, however you want it, and he made a pair of custom sneakers for for Jeff that uh, I'm not gonna. You just have to see it. Okay. And like I said, of course, you know, this is Jeff Goldblum. So he's he has that ability to to take a subject that seems very, you know, simple and banal and just dive deep into it and, and really get a lot of stuff out of it. Same thing with the, the second episode, which was about ice cream. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that would be just a, a very simple, a simple thing to talk about. But he, he pulled so much stuff out of it, which was amazing. And one thing that he talks about. And I didn't know this because, of course, I was never in the Navy, but apparently it's a tradition in the Navy to have ice cream socials. Hmm. And so he went to a Navy ice cream social Aww. and talked to them about ice cream and huh. and, all, and all that stuff. But it was, like I said, it was it's fascinating stuff. I mean, this is it's right in my wheelhouse. And it's like, you know, Jeff Goldblum. And I know that one of his episodes, uh, future episodes, is going to be about denim. I know there's a lot to like to say about that, and uh, like I said, it's like these are subjects that you think, oh, what what could you really say about them? And he he comes up with all this really interesting stuff, you know. And I I've been enjoying the show so far. Like I said, I've seen both episodes of that, and I've also, of course, this is Disney Plus. So of course, I've been watching The Mandalorian. Yes, that's what everyone has been watching. Yes, it's already, it broke the internet. <laughs> it became memes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And so I don't even feel like this is a spoiler, although if it, this would be a spoiler if, you, um, if you've not seen the show, but if you've seen the internet, you, you already know about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Which uh, I find distracting <laughs> because it's like I'm trying to watch the show and Baby Yoda shows up and I can't help it. I got to stop there and go, oh, who's your Baby Yoda? Who's your Baby Yoda? You sweet get off. Yes. So you just you immediately go into that. When I first saw it, I came up with the same, I, I, I thought the same thing that apparently a lot of other people have thought, you know, who, who are really into manga, you know, Lone Wolf and Cub. I mean, it's that kind of, I mean, it's kind of that story, mm-hmm. you know, of the Ronin, the, the masterless samurai fighting the bad guys, pushing a pram with a baby in it, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, Lone Wolf and Cub. And so this is very similar similar to that. I know a lot of people have said that they feel like this is like a return to to Star Wars, and I, I can see that for sure. I've really enjoyed what I, the two episodes I've seen so far. There, there's another one. Episode three is supposed to be out on Friday, so that'll mm-hmm. be from the time we're recording. That'll be tomorrow. I'm really curious to see where where they go with it. I, I love the little Easter eggs that they throw in. 
for example, there's a reference to Life Day. Yes. <laughs> so Fighting the Frizzies at 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. So uh, for people, uh, anyone who doesn't know what that what that's from, of course, that's from the that's from the Star Wars Christmas special that was uh, on television, which basically uh, George Lucas has done everything in his power to make sure that no one ever sees it again, unsuccessfully. Uh, unsuccessfully, mm-hmm. yeah. I guarantee you'll find uh, mm-hmm. you do a search somewhere. Yeah, you will you'll, def- find you'll see it. it. Hence, why making a, a reference to Life Day is um, is something you could do because people are people are going to know what you're talking about for sure. But uh, yeah, very well shot. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on with this uh, with this show. Uh, we don't know much about Mando or Mandy, the Mandalorian, whoever. We've not even seen his face yet. I mean, we're getting some stuff developing in the background, but. Uh, but as of right now, it's it's open for uh, a lot of things could happen at this point, and I'm certainly on the road uh, to to see what that is. So, before we get um, get off the uh, the topic of of streaming services, one thing that I did want to talk to you about, Mandy, for a little bit and get your opinion on is Kevin Feige has come out and pretty much said that you know if you're into the Marvel movies, you really need to have Disney Plus because a lot of the things. Uh, the, on their television shows are going to play heavily into the movies. So much so, in fact, that to enjoy the films, you're going to have to watch the shows. Specifically, like, mm-hmm. they're saying things like WandaVision is, is going to play heavily into the, the Doctor Strange sequel. And uh, not just that, but some things of Loki are going to play into it. And it's like, if you haven't watched those shows, there's going to be stuff that you kind of miss. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about that? Let I, me ask you that. I, I, I think it's kind of unfair. I don't think that's a good idea because uh you know a m- movie should be should be enjoyed on their own merit. And you know like if you watching uh you know all the MCU movies is great and you get kind of these inside jokes and things like that, but you don't have to see Iron Man to enjoy Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. It's you can still enjoy it. And so I uh, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I will, I'll, I'll definitely say that, you know, as we've been going along in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, it's usually a good idea to have caught some of them because there's a, I mean, because there's a storyline going on and mm-hmm. I get that. And I mean, I also understand the, uh, you know, the situation where you want to encourage people to, to buy Disney Plus and, and have them watching the shows. And to be honest, it's not like anybody who's watching Marvel movies aren't going to be watching those, those shows. But at the same time, and this is where I kind of fall on this, I, I, I agree with you that maybe this is not the best idea. One, because this is how comic books died, for the most part. Mm. Because that's what they did. It was like they had these huge events, and you had to buy pretty much every title to get the entire story. you know. And they did that you know, to encourage people to buy comic books that, you know, and titles that they weren't normally reading. Mm-hmm. But people don't want to go out and buy 22 comics, you know, Uh -uh. to get a story when they only really are interested in one or two of them. And so people... If you're a diehard Fantastic Four fan, and then now you're forced to be an X-Men fan, there's a Well, it's not even being a fan. You have to buy an X-Men comic Mm -hmm. to find out, you know, a part of the story, or you're, you're going to be left out of it. So, I mean, that... That concerns me to a degree. The other thing, too, is that I don't think it's a matter of, you know, it's like, can some people afford it or some people can't? You know, are people not going to have the service or are they going to have the service? Because like I said, I figure if you watch Marvel movies, you're going to have Disney Plus. 
I just, I, I suspect that's going to be the case. But at the same time, regardless, because I don't think it's a money issue, but regardless of whether you're Jeff Bezos or you're a homeless person, everyone has the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And especially now that we are in the middle of a, of a streaming war, <laughs> there is so much content out there. You have to decide. I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day, and you're going to want to sleep for about eight of them. And hey, maybe you could watch stuff on double speed. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but there's so much content out now. It's like now it's, uh, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Marvel and Disney, what they're hoping to do is that because these shows are going to be requirements to see the movie, that they're going to be watching that stuff instead of watching content on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime or Apple Plus or whatever, is that they're going to be able to pull those viewers away because this is required re- uh, reading, as it were. Mm-hmm. At you the have same homework, but yeah. at the same time, if you're going around telling people that there's uh, that there's no point in watching Doctor Strange two if you've not watched WandaVision, what do you do if you not watch WandaVision? Well, what you might do is say, well. It's no point in going to the to the theater. What right. I'll do is when I have time, I'll watch WandaVision. And then when Doctor Strange 2 comes out on Disney Plus, then I'll, I'll watch it. I'll mm-hmm. watch it then because it's going to, you know, it's the same service. Like I said, I don't think everybody's going to do that, but I wonder how many people will do that. And that will definitely hurt their box office if that's the case. So I don't know. This is going to be one of those things that I can see. I can. Uh, I can see it going either way. I think it's going to uh it's really going to fall to what people decide to do as a whole. And I think like I said some people will will definitely will spend the time and watch all the all the TV shows and others will just wait. Now where that percentage is going to fall, I couldn't tell you, but wow. I'm not saying that that would necessarily kill the MCU, but it's I, I think it has the potential of hurting it to to a degree. You know, we'll, we will sit back and watch and see what's happened. So, well, before we go, let's talk a little bit of Walking Dead. We do have yeah. a couple of episodes mm-hmm. to talk about. Uh, before we get to those, um, it looks like they're saying that, uh, of course, we're on season 10 now, Is that? but they're saying that uh, Walking Dead could end at season 12, that season 12 is going to be the last uh, ish, um, uh, season of Walking Dead. That would be uh, March of 2022. Mm-hmm. And that they're going to wrap up the story. Of course, if you've been reading the comics, you've, you know we're getting to a point now where two seasons will probably get them caught up to where the comic ended. Mm-hmm. And so, at least to my viewpoint, I've always said that open-ended TV shows are hard to write for mm-hmm. because, you know, you're, you're just basically trying to keep it going. But if you have an endpoint and you're going for that endpoint, then that allows you to develop story and wrap it up and all that. And it, you know, you feel like you get a more, I think, a satisfying ending than, you know, if you just, you know, keep it going, keep it going until you run out of steam, which was something I was a little worried about before. But, uh, you know, if they have said it, that we're going to we're going to go to the end of season 12 and, and, and wrap it at that point, I think that that's I think it's going to help make the story a little bit better. And not I mean, it's not necessarily going to be the truth, but uh but uh, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to see what they what they do. I mean, they're developing some stuff now with the uh, with the whispers, and of course, you know, this mysterious voice that Eugene is talking to. Mm-hmm. For people who've read the comics, I'm, everybody's saying that that's got to be someone from the Commonwealth. Which, if they bring the Commonwealth in, that's going to be a huge difference to the show as far as tones concerned, because 
the Commonwealth is a, is basically uh, a city of fifty thousand people, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen fifty thousand people total in in the entire season of The Walking Dead. So it will definitely be a a, a change in tone in the show. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the the last two episodes. The first one uh, being Bonds, which was the Negan show. <laughs> yep. That was. <laughs> Interesting. Well, of course, you know, the, the episode before we saw uh, Negan trying to escape and his issues. And then, of course, he decides he's going to uh, head toward the, the Whisperers. And so we get this we get these moments of Negan being tested. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that testing was, his patience and t- testing his patience, mm-hmm. testing his strength and all of that. And so it's, it was one of the funnier episodes you know of the whole series i think you get very few laughs and this one had some great ones oh yeah well because the thing about it is it's like negan and the whispers are oil and water he's mm-hmm. like they they don't talk and he does and he All just doesn't stop and everything negan and beta the you know basically whip out the rulers and oh it's that was hilarious you know oh, yeah. dragging this one and he's got you know two up on his shoulders no problem you know it's, it's, yeah definitely the, i mean they they make an is like the odd couple for <laughs> sure and you know that that moment uh you know the moment where you think ne- negan is is screwed where basically alpha uh, where beta has left him to die mm-hmm. and he comes rolling in after killing all those walkers by himself oh yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and then he kneels in front of in front of alpha now, the question is, of course, is Negan, what is he thinking? What's his game plan? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I think if you, at this point, if you think you know exactly what Negan's going for, I think you might be off. Mm-hmm. I think he's got something else going on in his brain right now. Uh, some sort of a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is, I don't know, but. Uh, well, the thing, you know, Negan has always known people and yeah. understood them and, and, you know, what how they worked and he could see you know these people what he's heard talk about them what he know what he knows from lydia and you know he says okay these are cult mentality people are they looking for jim jones are they looking for you know, right uh yeah and that, that's the thing about about negan is he's always been able to you know find people's their wants and their needs and to play off of them Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. he was an emperor. You know, he was. I've always talked about Negan being Caesar and uh, Rick being Spartacus, and yeah. now he's met. You know, this little cult, and yeah. he. You know, so now this is. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, parallel for I mean, the thing about it, town. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> very much so. And, but that's the thing about Negan is you know, on the surface he's this big brutish guy who's you know, uh, really harsh, but he is someone who's. A, a genius in social engineering. Mm-hmm. He's he only he's made a a few mistakes. I mean one of one of the mistakes that he made certainly was when uh, I mean he had he had Rick done and finished. I think he uh, his admiration for Rick made him mess with him more than he should have. If he'd have left him alone, they probably wouldn't have got frustrated enough to the point where they rose up against him. The other thing too is that he needed to. He needed to cut off their hunting grounds to a point where the different groups like Hillside and the Kingdom, where they weren't going to run into each other. Mm-hmm. Because when they did run into each other, that's when they started forming, uh, you know, the bonds and the unions that, mm-hmm. that they were able to rise up against him. Yeah. But besides that, you know, those those Achilles heels of, of uh, Negan's, uh, you know, his the, what eventually led to his downfall 
But uh, I mean, for the most part, like I said, as when it comes to social engineering, he, I mean, he's got a PhD mm-hmm. and he, that he earned from the school of hard knocks and um, whatever he, whatever he's got in mind uh, for the whispers, I'm, it'll, like I said, that'll, that'll be something to watch for sure. Then of course, since uh, they got one from our team, you know, uh, next episode turns out we got one from their team. What? So, yeah. Uh, Surprise. Oh, uh, open your eyes is uh-huh. the, was the name of that yep. episode. And, uh, of course we got to see more, I mean, stuff that's been going on with Sadiq and, uh, uh, a lot of his issues. And, we're, uh, we're finally seeing the result of the, uh, you know, contaminating the water source. Right. Yeah. Because, uh, Everyone's of course, we knew sick. we knew gamma was contaminating the water, but mm-hmm. of course they have purification systems. But well, that uh, can only go so far. Yeah. Well, the problem is, you know, you've got the con- you've got the uncontaminated water, and you got the contaminated water, and it's just a, you know, you just got a lever, and if you turn the lever and bend it up so it looks like it's pointed the right way, people were drinking contaminated water. That was I had a feeling it had to do with the water because it seemed to me from watching the episodes it was the only common denominator. Uh, with everyone. Well, I mean, I think it was very obvious. I mean, yeah. he's carrying around that jug. You see him filling it up. You it's see like, him pouring it into glasses. I think it was very, you know, a big neon sign flashing. Oh, like, yeah. it's the water. It's something in the water. <laughs> uh-huh. So what I didn't expect is... Cab- uh, or not cabin in the woods. What is it? Uh, cabin fever. Cabin yeah. fever, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, yeah, the one thing that, I, uh, that surprised me that, uh, of course, was Dante... I think as far as story writing is concerned, I wish they would have the, the clicking part of it. I wish they would maybe would have and, and maybe they did and I missed it. But I wish they would have put the whole clicking thing like right at the, you know, earlier, you know, in earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because when Dante starts clicking, that's when it, it should have clicked for us when, at the same time when it when it clicked for for Sadiq. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to go to a basically a flashback at that point to say, right. oh, by the so it seemed like I said it seemed kind of sudden. Now there were there were little hints of different things, like of course when Dante was talking to to their prisoner, you know the guy who was the uh, you know watched the guardians mm-hmm. and all that. The one who spit in Carol's face. Yeah. The one who spit in Carol's mm-hmm. face. But uh, yeah, like I said, it was it was a little bit sudden. I think they I, I think they could have built up to it a little bit more. But uh, wow, this makes things rough, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, we already know that. I mean. People known already the Sadiq, there was issues with him. So how, you know, Dante's gonna get out of this if he I mean, he can make it look like a suicide after all, he basically choked this guy to death. That was the other thing too that was rough. It's like, oh man, Sadiq is dead. Holy crap. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that just like toward right at the end, that's how they ended was with killing Sadiq. Yeah. And yeah, that was mm-hmm. that that and because uh, he's a great character, I would have loved to have seen. He was having them. a good journey, you know. I, yeah. I feel, you know, kind of feel like the same way they they did him dirty, like they did Beth dirty. You know, Beth was she's at first she seemed like just you know this teenager, but then she was suicidal, and then she came, you know, then she came back from that, and then she learned to be strong by herself, and uh, you know, and then they just you know. Cut her, cut her whole story off right at the knees. We didn't get to see her grow any more than that. And I kind of feel like Sadiq was getting there too. He's He has PTSD. You know, there's so many people who can, you know, relate to that. And now yeah. we're cutting his story off right at the knee. Yeah, that's true. I one, But one thing about The Walking Dead and what did Beth in and did Sadiq and has done several other characters is like, you know, if you're a doctor, 
you know, Dante is wrong. It's like, you're not a god in that world. You're a, you're a ticking time bomb. You're going to die. Somebody's got medical skills. They're going to die. It's like nobody in that show who, at this point, except plot for Dante. Plot fodder instead of plot armor. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're, you know, once more into the breach. Somebody's like, hey, I, I, I'm a doctor. It's like, all right, what? take a look at your watch mm-hmm. to see how many, to see how long shirt. they've got. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Being being medical being medical means that, you know, you it very much is that, yeah, there's a target on your back. You're either going to be you're going to be choked out and killed, thrown in a fire, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> shot, killed some way, you know, the medical people they're like yeah. it's it's pretty bad. Now, of course, the next episode's the last one for this mid-season. Yeah. Uh the world before, which is the name of the episode. And so okay. At this point, I'm wondering, now you've kind of built up things on both sides. Now, from what I can tell from the uh, preview for the next episode, they are, I mean, they're going to deal with, of course, Sadiq's death. Michonne's going to have a heck of a lot of stuff to come into when she uh, comes back to Alexandria. A lot of stuff has happened, for sure. And so, and of course, this is going to be uh, her last season. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I think she is going to be in the second half of this season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we got basically set up for this path that's going to uh, take Michonne out of the show yeah. in one way or another. Um, now, of course, the rumor is she's going to be in the uh, Rick Grimes movies. movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they don't kill her off. That would that'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't like that at all, for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll have... Um, of course, when that episode hits, uh, we'll 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 tear we'll uh, take it apart, talk about it, and then we'll uh, see how they decide to leave us hanging for a few months until the show comes back uh, for the second season uh, for the second half of the season. So, and so with that said, we come to the end of episode ninety of the Geek Watch podcast. Thanks for listening, and tune in uh, next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.